And welcome, Rugby Rant fans. It's the Rugby Rant. It's the big guy, Scott Ferrara. It's Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt. It's Thursday night. You know what time it is, baby. Uh, 9, 9 p.m. Eastern, if you don't know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's good to be back. Uh, wasn't here last week. You know, had had some uh, uh, family concerns I had to take care of, but love being back here. Love hanging with my boy, uh, Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt. Um, and uh, we got two great guests today on two great topics. Um, you know, if 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 you guys don't know what's going on this weekend you guys should but let me introduce our friggin' guests we got Daryl McCormick former San Diego Legion uh, uh fan current rugby ATL fan Daryl how you doing I'm good thanks Darryl, just <laughs> one question did you get yourself some chair mail armor when you were out there in San Diego I did not I did not I, I didn't have the skill to make my own Roman armor so I'll leave it. It's okay. So no no cosplay activity for you. No, 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 no. Not He needs to get like a giant cobra tattoo on his chest like old school. <laughs> <you know? laughs> the rattlers, the rattlers. Yeah. And uh next to him is my buddy, Mike the Grand Poobah Parazini, Rooney Superfan and uh yes. president of the Albany or Empire District Rooster Boosters. Mike, how you doing? Doing pretty good. You know, I'm excited for this weekend, so I'm I'm looking to go down to, you know, DC and this is going to be hopefully a good game. Definitely. And Daryl, you're going down there too, correct? I am not going down there. Oh, shoot. I thought you were going down there too. I was going to say, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, you can tailgate with Mike. You can punch him in the stomach for being a jerk. You know, things like that. We'll, we'll get, get some that. payback. When you, when you guys come down to Atlanta for your next drubbing, we'll, we'll get it done then. <laughs> oh, 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 you beat us one time and it's a drubbing. <laughs> and you beat us by two points. It was such a drubbing. Anyway, fans, I, I I'm a lot of huge is, hard. Is Mikey, Mikey going to go down there and uh, and square off against um, Chris Matina for the best flow in the back for the best mullet? Ooh. Absolutely. This is, you know. Definitely. You got to have the flow now. It's, it's yeah. all the rage. That's right. Seriously, with the youngins, it's all about the mullet, you know. <laughs> I think he, I think he can compete. Um, before we get to the topic at hand, um, let's just talk about our friends at CanIBrands.com. I mean, you heard us talk about them often, but you know, we can't not talk about them. We love using their products. We buy their products. Let's be honest. Me and Rob have bought their products with our own money, even though they are our sponsor because we believe in the brand. Um, Can I Brands has four different uh, product segments, including Can I Sleep, Can I Mend, uh, Can I Boost. And the fourth one, which I always forget. Thanks for reminding me, Rob. Anyway, if you go to canibrands.com, you can get all these uh, CBD products. They're um, you know non-opioid, uh, no THC, zero percent THC, and there's a couple different methods you can actually take these CBD products. Like I like to use the aerosol spray for the can I sleep. Um, I've talked about this quite a few times. You know, I stay up late for the show on Mondays. I really need to get to bed and, and have a good night's sleep to go to work the next day and be fresh. And can I sleep helps me do that? Eight quick squirts from the aerosol spray and boom, you got it going. I don't know how you forgot the fourth one. It is indeed. Can I fresh? Can I fresh? There we go. And you know what? I actually use that one around three o'clock sometimes. You know, my coffee intake might be low. I got my boss on my butt. I got people, you know, really wearing down my neck and I just need to chill out a little bit. You know, the anxiety is high. And again, I, I use the aerosol sprayer, but for, it's funny for the, can I boost? I like the dropper better. I don't know why um, you put eight drops under your tongue. It absorbs through your mouth. And all of a sudden you got uh, a little bit of um, caffeine in you and you got, you got your day rocking. So if you go to canibrands.com and use the code rant 25, you get 25% off your entire order. 
And if you spend more than $49, you get free shipping across the continental U.S. That's you, that's canibrands.com and use the code RANT25 to get 25% off your order and help us keep the lights on. So let's talk about what we got on, on the first uh, the first topic here. It's the uh, 1874 Cup, right? It's Eagles versus the All Blacks uh, this Saturday, October 23rd, FedEx Field in Washington, D.C., home of the Washington football team. And if you're watching any social media, there's a lot of guys from the national team uh, USA players actually at FedEx Field for this uh, the uh, last week's uh, Redskins ma- or Washington Football Team match, and uh, it was nice to see. It was nice to see the guys go out, you know, have a um, you know the camaraderie, go chill out, and and not. It's not always about being on the pitch, right, guys? It's sometimes it's about just hanging out with your teammates and some com- and having some camaraderie. So um, before we get started, though, I almost forgot the rules, Rob. You know, so what we do here on the rant is we give all of our ranters two minutes to talk about their topic and make their case. Right. And if you go over two minutes or, you know, you yell at the sir, or, you know, I'm famous for that, but I rarely get carded, but you do get Rob the cheese. That means you get your warning, just like you get your warning on the pitch uh, and on the rugby rant. You will not have to sit out until you get a double cheese or an automatic red card. You get some wine with that cheese. Right. And you will be then taken off the screen for the rest of the match. Um, at the end of the two minutes, we have a f- quick uh, free chat period. And then, I decide pretty much arbitrarily who won. You know me. I don't do based on facts. I really like it's hard. I, I probably like Daryl the most out of the group because, you know, <laughs> Rob is just annoying. And, you know, Mike is my buddy and I don't like to see him succeed. I know that's a bad friend thing. But, you know, um, so I think right now Daryl has an instant advantage. So I'm just putting <laughs> yeah, that out there. Yeah, keep well, you missed it last there. week, Scott. Because last mail. week, you know, we're, we're squaring off. We're having a good one. <laughs> You know, we got, I think Fee was on, you know, we had a good contest, right? And, and uh, of course, Ty couldn't decide. So what does he do? <laughs> he gives it to him damn self. He gives How himself could, a win. And I'm like, uh, first of all, A, uh, officials can never win a match. B, is setting a bad precedence for the big guy because from now on, he'll think, well, I'm on the mic. I get to pick who wins and I want to keep my streak alive. So I'm the winner. There you and, go. Uh, I'm just saying. Bad mojo and juju will happen from all of that. To my credit, I have yet to award myself uh, a, a win as the officiator, uh, official of, of these rugby rants. So I think we're good. But again, so uh, what the topic is, is we're talking about what these guys, it's going to be a speculation, speculation of what the rosters are going to look like. Again, we taped this on Monday. While the teams have been named, the actual official rosters haven't come out yet at this point at 10:30 p.m. Eastern on a Monday. So this is just speculation on everybody's part on roster makeup, how the USA are going to fare, and you know how they think they're going to do this weekend. Um, so everybody ready? Ready to rock ready. and roll. Yeah. Awesome, Daryl. Your two minutes starts now. All right. Well, I actually have absolutely no clue about the roster, uh, especially for the All Blacks, but um, I'm sure they're going to, um, you know, start some of their players that uh, obviously don't, you know, get quite as much playing time as normal, but um, um, the Eagles, I expect them to be pretty much the same lineup as, uh, as what we saw in Uruguay. Um, but I got to tell you, to, uh, truthfully, uh, when they first announced the 1874 cup, I was pretty excited about it. And then when they announced that they're actually playing the Eagles, it was kind of like, mm, um, because I've been watching the all blacks a long time. Anybody that follows rugby has been watching the all blacks and they know what they do to teams. Um, they've got 120 years of destroying people especially on the road. And, um, and so I was a little disappointed. I would have rather seen the Eagles play the warm-up match instead of the army Navy game, which is still going to be fun, but maybe have the Eagles play Canada or 
Russia or Georgia or something like that, and then bring the marquee match out as the All Blacks and maybe a Six Nations team. Um, I personally thought that would have been a better um, a better way to go because um, I I think we all kind of know what the scoreline is going to be like and it's not going to be uh, a lot of fun to watch. So, and the flip side of that too is that the folks that are backing it are all in the DC area. I think maybe I don't know if the OGDC guys have anything to do with it, but I would have rather seen them put the money into uh, uh, a rugby dedicated stadium for OGDC, uh, quite frankly. And we'll talk about it later, but I think, you know, the ultimate result for rugby here in the U.S. is going to be so-so. And uh, I don't know if it's going to have any long-term impact on on the game or the fan base or anything. It doesn't hurt. I'm sure they'll have a good crowd. I'm sure the Eagles players are excited to face the Hawka. But at the end of the day, I don't think we gain a whole lot as a rugby nation. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but I, I would have rather seen that money uh, put towards a, a stadium for OGDC. Gotcha. No, I, I, I hear that. Um, I think as far as makeup, yeah, I, th- I think you're going to have something similar to Uruguay. Um, I do think we're going to have a all blacks D C or D team, but I do have to be honest, you know, we, to keep, I feel to keep the rugby quote unquote, the rugby heads, you know, appease, we do have to have the Eagles play these, these matches from time to time, even though we know we're going to get the result. Um, and as I like to say, and I'm sure Rob, Rob always prefaces it with prefaces with Scott loves to say this iron sharpens iron. So how do we know what our boys can take unless we're playing teams like the all blacks, even though it might be a C side or a D side squad, as some people online have put it. Um, yeah. But you know, I, we got to have these matches. Um, and speaking of the curtain razor army, Navy, Go Navy, beat Army, sink second. You know, um, I'm a big Navy guy, as you guys know. Um, so, I, but no, I think you make some great points, Daryl. And um, you know, it's it's going to be a tough one, but I'm glad. I'm, I, I can't wait. Can't wait to see it, Mike. What do you got to say, Bud? I was going to say, after a lackluster, you know, World Cup qualifier, I'm really hoping that USA comes out of the gates real well. You know, you saw what they could do against Canada. Granted, it was against Canada. It was that second game, but they really started getting things rolling. We saw what, you know, they could do against England that in, the, in July, but that was, you know, an English seaside, D-side. But, you know, I hope that – I think the real goals for USA this weekend should be, you know, hold the All Blacks in the first half. You know, don't let them run away with it in the first half. Maybe they run away with it in the second half, but if we could hold them in the first half, that's probably good. I really want to see some beautiful tries, like, you know, string plays together, march down the field. You know, some stuff like that, you know, if we could do that and then, you know, it just only improves us and, and makes us better. Um, as for, you know, playing the All Blacks, yeah, the most successful games in from a like a viewing standpoint have been USA All Blacks games in the U.S. You know, you go back to that first Chicago game they played in 2014, you know, they sold out Soldier Field. So we got to keep doing that. As for who I want to see play, I would love to see a Rooney two, five, four, five, six, seven. You know, right down that center, right across all Rooney players would be great from a Rooney perspective. Um, and then on the All Black side, I'd love to see Artie Sevilla, TJ Paranara, Sam Kane coming back from injury, and Damian McKenzie playing. You know, that's why part of the reason why we see, we, as much as we want to go see USA play, we also want to see, you know, these All Blacks play. And even if they're not, you know, putting out their best squad, they're still going to have to put out some of these guys since they took a smaller roster than before. So hopefully I get to see those guys, and I would love to see the Rooney guys, you know, starting for USA. Absolutely. You know, I always second that. Um, 
you know, talking about that, and this is one of those matches I feel like, you know, me and Rob, yeah, me and Rob talk a lot offline about rugby. And I feel like, you know, Cam Dolan getting getting there in age, you know, he knows it. He knows it. We know it. He's still a great player, but, you know, we have to think of the future. So I'm wondering if maybe this is the match that you put Cam on the bench and you start a guy like Ben Bonacho in his stead. And that's not taking Cam out of the match, but that's giving Cam the opportunity to help a guy, a young kid like Ben Bonacho, who has the same number eight frame that, that Cam does and can be the future of that position. And you, you put him in against the All Blacks to bleed him a little bit. You know, Cam's been there and done that, right? So we know what Cam can do. Time to find out what some of these young guys can do in something that's not going to disturb our qualifiers, right? Um, so I, I think, you know, while you were saying a two, four, five, six, seven, maybe it's a two, four, five, six, eight. And to be honest, if they gave Hanko another rest in a game that doesn't matter, I'd like that, even though we know Hanko is a competitor. I feel yeah, like sometimes. Be, yeah, as much as we, I think we want to give him a rest. I, you know, if I was a USA player, I'd be chomping at the bit to play this game. You know, it's yeah. the All Blacks. Like, I, I know, but I do, I think. Around. I think it I think it's Gary Gold's um prerogative to bring up the young guys and, and temper some of these guys who, you know, are nicked up and say you have to take the rest. You know what I mean? Because we do have an important game in twenty twenty two and we have the rest of the internationals that are coming up be, beyond that. Um, so that's a whole thing me and Rob talk about offline, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it in the fans zone and everything like that. But let's hear what Rob has to say for his two minutes. Yeah, so I, I'm really interested to see if the USA can score a try because I don't think they did that when when they played in Chicago. Um, I'd like to see him score a try. I think that's going to depend upon whether AJ McGinty is healthy. I think they can do that if AJ's healthy. If they don't, they're gonna. It's going to be difficult to get the offense clicking. They just haven't shown that they had a lot of continuity in the last couple of games. It's been it's been tough to come by. Um, so, uh, by the way, uh, I, I don't have a problem with, with, uh, although I want to see Cam get in there, it's always special to play the All Blacks, but I, I would like to see Benji, but also get an opportunity to, um, get in there eight and get a little work in. Um, I hope my guy, Andrew Guerra, Chicago guy gets an opportunity to play against the ABs and Andrew, if you're listening and watching, um, by all means, uh, I, I, I could always have room in my basement to put up a, a USA Jersey from the All Blacks game. So I'm just saying, um, I'll hold off predictions. I have a feeling that's going to come in a bit, but uh, let me just say this, uh, Daryl. Uh, one real, I like your concept of USA curtain raiser for a Six Nations ABs type of game, whether it be Wales or England or something like that. Here's a problem: cost. You're going to have to. That means you have to bring three teams in internationally, and the US, United States can't do that. I think okay. they're seeing this as an opportunity to generate some cash flow and revenue uh, mm. by bringing in a, a, a you know, the you know, premier mm. team to play against the United States. Yeah. Again, like yeah. the idea, I just don't think it's a reality. Yeah. Um, so sure. what are we looking at for uh, US, for the All Blacks? Um, C or D team? Uh, let me throw some names out. Um, Rugby Pass said predicted A-B's team. Uh, Dan Coles, um, Sam Whitelock, Shannon Frizzell, Sam Kane. Um, oh, yeah, Richie Mwanga. Um you know, George Bridge, Siva Reese, Will Jordan are some of the guys that are getting in the lineup um, are probable lineup contenders. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not a C or D team. Those guys are freaking lights out, and they're going to put a lot of tries. <laughs> Listen, you're absolutely right. I didn't say – when I was saying C or D team, that's what people online have been talking about. Yeah, and it seems as though every they – They're out of their mind if they're talking about a C yeah. or D team. <laughs> and, and, you know – Again, people talk about this against when we play England and we play all the, the these big tier one nations on what side we're playing. But let's be honest, 
as long as we're playing an all black squad and we're as competitive as we can be, that's all that really matters. So before we get into the uh, uh, free period here, where we're, I got some questions, some individual questions for some guys, I think Rob has a message from our friends at Tighthead Brewing. Yeah, hey folks, uh, check out Tighthead Brewing. Uh, they are Chicago's premier location to enjoy rugby and also enjoy quality ales and lagers for all seasons. You got to check out Tidehead. Brewster is the ultimate host. He and his staff do a phenomenal job uh, bringing everybody to a great place in which they make the Tidehead Brewery feel like, you know, your local rugby club where friends and families can enjoy quality ales and lagers throughout the year. They continuously change and rotate some of their specialty brews that everybody enjoys having. And of course, they show some great rugby and to top it off, the cherry, if you will, is they support rugby in Chicago, more specifically Lake County RC. So it's always good to see that. So, hey, Chicago, when you want phenomenal rugby and great brews, Tighthead is a place. Tighthead, it's worth more than a try. And Rugby Ranters, if you're in the Chicagoland area, go check out uh, um, Tighthead. I'm sure they'll be showing the All Blacks USA match. Grab a pint. Have one for me um, and uh, hang out with our buddy uh, Bruce at Tighthead. Um, so let's talk about I have some specific questions from some people. And this is I'm going to go right back to Rob because uh, online recently there was like an indictment on our show about why we're hating on Ruben de Haas. And I, and I think Rob can explain why we're not hating on Ruben de Haas. And maybe we're just hating on what kind of tactics we're seeing out of the USA Eagles. Rob, can you expand on that? Yeah, I I don't hate upon Ruben at all. He's been on the show. He's a great friend of the show, and and he's one hell of a player. I mean, he is a special talent for sure. I just I think we question when some of the kicks and where some of the box kicks occur. He's he's shown that he can play a fast paced, mm-hmm. quick game to get the ball out of the rucks in lightning quick fashion and get it out and deliver it to the back line. But uh, it's almost like sometimes somebody's handcuffing him or not giving him a green light. They're looking for a possession game when really uh, the USA needs to have ball in hand. They need their big centers. I mean, Bryce Campbell's a load. Mm-hmm. Get him running through at angles. Get him the ball. Um, move the ball a bit, and let's show you know let's show some inciting, flashy rugby. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that's what's going to beat the All Blacks. I mean, when you see the All Blacks play a team like England, right, and England's playing that box kick style. They're the best at that box kick style, right? And guess what? Sometimes they don't beat the All Blacks, right? And, and keep in mind, if you box kick against the All Blacks, you, you've got to have tremendous pressure from your wings to to cause them to be under pressure under that high ball. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, their counterattack is going to be absolutely mm-hmm. devastating because that's mm-hmm. what they do. That's, that's right. the counterattacking game. I mean, if you want to bring it back to a match a couple weeks ago, Chile versus Rugby Canada. Rugby Canada essentially kicked away that rug that America's two spot um, by not holding on possession, and mm-hmm. Chile counterattacked and counterattacked and counterattacked, and and Rugby Canada one didn't stop kicking into the counterattack, and two couldn't stop the counterattack. And you know our buddy Doug Wilkie said, you know they kicked away the match, and and I think he's right, and I think we get caught in that too. Um, sometimes we just have to open it up, especially when you have a roster filled with MLR players who on most MLR teams are playing a more free flowing style of rugby. So I think that's more conducive with some of the team, some of the players you have on there. Um, so Daryl, so my question for you, you know, I think, um, you know, you don't really need to know the makeup of the all blacks to say, Hey, we're, we're going into to play the all blacks, Mm -hmm. but 
what as a spectator, right? You you know you kind of know what's going to happen. You know we're we're not expected to win, and that's okay. But what did what do you think this does this this type of match? What does it do for USA Rugby on like a national level for a fan? Oh, I think it brings notoriety to the game. I mean, it's the most historical team, uh, not only not only in rugby, but the All Blacks are one of the most successful sporting teams in the history of sport. So, um, and that just, you don't have to be a rugby fan. Everybody knows who the All Blacks are. It's amazing. As I talk around with people, oh yeah, I've heard of the All Blacks. So just the name alone is, is massive to bring attention to the game. Um, it will bring the Eagles up to a higher level. I'm sure like say that, um, I just think it, you know, it's, it can't hurt anything. That's for sure. And, uh, it will, it will bring attention to the game. Hopefully there's great turnout and it brings positive light on, on the game here. I think you're absolutely right. I'm sorry, Rob. Go ahead. If there was a mistake that uh, – I mean, we all know that um, Flow Rugby is not giving up the rights to this game, obviously. Right. right. But it, and that's a shame. I mean, to Daryl's point, wouldn't it have been great if this could have been televised in one of the major networks at prime time, mm-hmm. right, and, and to really draw, you know, draw off that? Sure, people might go, oh, we're getting our ass kicked. But then again – a lot of people are putting their eyes on rugby at a national stage against one of the greatest and most historic and successful teams in the sport. Yeah. Well, here's here's a counterpoint to that. I wonder. Let's say you know Flow Flo Rugby has given the rights to let's say NBC to watch it on primetime. Do we really want to compete in this nation right now, where we know we know the level where USAR is at? Right? Do we want to compete on a college football Saturday? You know, and the timing. You know, it's tough. I've, I got to be honest. You know, I, I get into fights all the time with rugby people, but I am a I am a football fanatic and I am a college football fanatic. And I do know, like me, I would watch it on prime time. I would I would not watch college football to watch this match. But the average fan that we're looking to pull in and cross over is going to be watching, you know, the Michigan Ohio State game. Right. They're going to be watching, you know, L, well, not LSU. LSU stinks right now, but you know, Georgia, <laughs> Alabama. You know, people were watching Texas A and M beat Alabama. Um, you know, and switching over to it. So I wonder. Maybe it's better we kind of have it on flow right now of where we're at, you know, and we can keep it simmered a little bit. And as we start pulling in more and more people, I think we will have to think about as we go into the fall when we schedule some of these big time matches mm-hmm. and to get them into prime time. But what's the advantage to flow, right? It's still a. I, well, I'm not saying advantage. Well. I'm not right? saying, so, I'm not saying there's an so, advantage to flow, but what I'm saying is I don't think you would get, if you did it prime time on NBC, you still wouldn't get the numbers you were thinking. No, no you won't. But at you least you will get rugby fans who are like yeah. like us that will watch it, who might not be willing to pay one hundred and fifty dollars for flow for the entire year. Just correct. But but here's what here's the thing: USAR can come out and say, "Well, the ratings were bad because we're on flow and we're kind of stuck in the contract," and they could use that as a as a piece to say, "Hey, it's not really our fault," you know, because everybody the, blames USAR for everything. The best possible outcome would be if you know NBC or one of the major networks mm-hmm. got it on as a replay. Sometime, maybe not, you know, not prime time during the day, but sometime maybe a little bit later. So it's not competing with college football or maybe you do the replay on Saturday or Sunday before, during you know, the football. NFL happens in the morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Before football. Yeah, do, do it at 9 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Eastern. It's yeah, you're fighting with football. Competition yeah. anytime you have an international in the fall, whether it's college yeah. football or, or pro football. Well, yeah. Yeah. no. I- what happens when you bring in a, a big, you know, an NBC or an ABC or whatever? What does that do to the cost of the event? I mean, it, it does that affect to you mentioned that earlier, Rob, about the cost of the event. 
I mean, does that is that going to add more burden to the sponsors of the whole event if they do that? Well, if they're if they're on a major network, maybe the sponsorship level goes up enough to cover that expense. You know, I don't know maybe. the inner workings. It could be, um, but. Uh, but like I said, I, I think – see, what you're getting out of flow now, though, because they're at FedEx Field, the production value should be better because it's already set up for television, right? So when you go to someplace like St. John's that not is in Canada, which isn't necessarily set up with the best view, the production value wasn't there. So the, <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. We got washed out on, on that, whole, that whole match. But in saying that, you know – I do think eventually, you know, when the flow rugby contract is over, we are going to have to move something to something, whether it's a peacock style thing. Cause I would love to see the pregame be Dan Lyle and Alex Corbacero talking yeah. about the Eagles yeah. and not always talking about the premiership. And, you know, I love Dan and I love Alex and they do great work on peacock with when the premiership's on and six nations and all that. But, you know, I, I would love to hear them talk, <laughs> be able to talk about North American rugby more, you know, USA and Canada. Okay. So, or maybe even TRN, you know, it's yeah. free. Like you, you still have, you know, the name brands, you know, maybe yeah. it's, you know, the rugby rant does, uh, you know, the pregame show. There you go. <laughs> you, you, you know, it, you know, it. you know, I love to do it. You know, we're, we're available for hire. Absolutely. <laughs> we are available for hire and we're around TRN. So it's a real quick crossover. Right. So, uh, before, before we finish up this round, I want to go around the room for score predictions. And like I asked Daryl, so, and Mike, Mike and Rob, you can answer this question too. So from Daryl, I want score predictions. From Mike and Rob, I want a score prediction and answer the question, what does this match do for USA Rugby on a, on a national level for a fan? So, Daryl, what's your score prediction? 65-3, all blacks. Okay. Mikey, your score prediction, and what does this do for the national level for a fan? I am going to go 70-12. Uh, and I think for you, for USA rugby or rugby in general, I think it just brings it to, you know, more rugby to light, more rugby, you know, highlighting, you know, the all blacks coming and USA playing the all blacks, no matter what the scoreline does, it just brings fans out. And it's something that you could point out and say, Hey, look, you know, we did something. If they get two tries against, you know, uh, the all blacks, those are going to be, you know, whoever scores those tries, that's going to be the highlight for, you know, the rest oh, yeah. of their life. And I right. think they will be playing those, you know, tries nonstop, on, mm-hmm. you know, as highlights to you know, keep, you know, keep pumping up, you know, rugby fans. So say, look, you know, look what we did against, you know, the all blacks. So I'd say, yeah. Um, 70, 12, better than, you know, Bath did against Saracens past weekend. <laughs> oh, that was a drubbing. That was a drubbing. Rob, what's your prediction and, and answer the question? 72 to 9. Um, what does it do for the USA rugby fan for the purest? It gives them something rugby to enjoy. At the very least, you're going to be able to see some scintillating rugby um, from one or both of the teams. We'll know we'll get it from the All Blacks. The questions whether we'll get it from USA. Hopefully, we'll get to see the Eagles play a little bit more open style. Uh, but but I, I think for the purists, it's just the to be a fan and to enjoy watching our national team play at the highest of levels, and and that that should be that's a source of pride. I mean, th- we get to play the best team in the world, you know, and that's got to be a source of pride. And some of those guys are guys that we know. Because we watch them and talk to them and, and, you know, interact with them through the show or, you know, through being fans of the MLR teams. And and that's to me that that's what I enjoy as a fan. Absolutely. Um, I think my I'm not going to give a a score line. I'm just going to I'm kind of I'm going to give a score line, but, you know, not you know how I do it. Um, I'm probably going to say all blacks minus 67. 
Um, you, you figure out whatever the, the cut is of that. And I do think one thing is interesting, and, and this is maybe a topic for a after the match, you know, maybe next week this is a topic. Um, what do we think this you th- we do we think this match the All Blacks coming in will have any impact on some of these New Zealand internationals to say, hey, maybe I should try my hand out and play in the MLR at some point, you know? So I think that's an interesting question we could debate on a future episode. Um, but before I figure out who's the winner, I think we're going to have to hear from some of our sponsors. So we're going to take a short break. Rugby Coffee was born out of two passions, providing ethically sourced coffee and promoting the growth and development of rugby. By combining these two passions, the folks at Rugby Coffee see an opportunity to bring people together, and together we can make a difference. Rugby Coffee invests 10% of their profits in giving kids opportunities to play rugby and projects that help uplift communities. These endeavors have been transformational in many kids' lives and have uplifted and empowered these communities. Folks, you can support that endeavor by buying rugby coffee. Look, you know you're going to buy rugby, or sorry, coffee anyway. So you might as well buy coffee and support a great uh, endeavor and a great uh, group that does great things for rugby. Combine your two passions, coffee and rugby, just like rugby coffee does, and support youth rugby. They have two distinct brews, Jouet Jouet and Champions Cup. Give them both a try. Jouet Jouet a little darker. Champions Cup a little bit more mild, not uh, North American blend. But you won't be dissatisfied. I know I can speak for Scott. I can speak for myself. We buy rugby coffee with our own money because we love it. All right? So support those who support rugby. Support rugby coffee. Go out and get some today. And we're back, Rugby Rant fans. It's time. It's time to name the winner. And like I said, it's rather arbitrary. Uh, at the beginning, before anybody spoke, Daryl kind of had the slight point advantage. Had a point already? Yeah, because <laughs> I hate Rob. I, I, I owe Mike it. a punch. Yeah, I owe Mike. I owe Mike a punch. But everybody had great, great uh, um, themes to their two minutes. They had great answers to the pointed questions I asked them. Um, I was very excited to to hear your guys' point of view. You know, you guys, I like I like the way we 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 discuss it on the fan zone. I like the way we can discuss it here. Um, man, is this is a tough one. This is a really hard because you know Rob kind of came out with the unique all black side of things because you know Rob loves everything you know New Zealand. It's kind of weird, but you know, um, you know Daryl came out with a really good fan perspective, and Mike came out with you know a, just a hundred percent Rooney Homer. This is how I want to. This is how I want to roll with the national team. Uh, uh, two minutes, uh, and you know, you guys know me. I love it, but I think I'm going to give this one to Daryl. Daryl McCormick, you are our winner. How do you feel, sir? Oh, I'm excited for this honor. Thank you very much. <laughs> and no, I think his p- fan perspective, and it was interesting to talk about. Uh, I think what what pulled me in was he was the guy who talked about USAR and spending and their expenditure, and what are they really spending on and. And after going through a chapter, filing a chapter 11 and having all these rules put out, like, was this the best thing to do? Right. And it's a good it's a good question. It's a legit question. And I think every rugby fan, you know, has that question in the back of their mind. But but, you know, Daryl said it. Um, So congratulations on on the win, Daryl. So for those of you, um, you know, that that like to watch, we are on TRN on Friday mornings. you can catch the rant every Friday morning on TRN. Um, you know, me and Rob love doing this. It's fun. 
I gotta be I just the way the way we can all come come together and really well, have a great discussion. Good friends, bust a little chops. Yeah. yeah, bust chops, talk rugby. It's it's just like we're sitting in a pub, except we're you know exactly <laughs> absolutely. And you know you can catch us on TRN. You can also catch us on Facebook. You can catch us on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please on all these applications, rate, review, subscribe, subscribe to our iTunes page at Rugby Rant Pod. Follow us on social media. Follow us on the TikToks. I mean, we're trying to pump out some information for you guys and have have as much fun and as much interaction with you guys as possible. If you guys want to be a ranter on the show, you know, Mike is is a friend of mine. Like, hey, buddy, I love your opinion. I love talking rugby with you. Come on the show. Daryl, I know I think uh, you were speaking with Ty through the fan zone. You know, come on the show. So we're always looking for ranters. We're always looking for opinions. So please, guys, get in touch with us. In touch with us, whether it's messaging us on Facebook or through social media or um, rugby rant uh, pod at gmail.com. or you can go the big guy at rugby rant uh, com, or I think it's the hammer at rugby rant com, or our individual emails if you want to talk to us individually. Um, guys, thank you so much for being on the show. This was a blast. I always had fun. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm the big guy, Scott Ferrara. That's Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt for Daryl McCormick, Mike Parazzini, and our buddy Ty Braga, who couldn't be here. Thank you so much, everybody, and we'll see you at the next. And we're back, Rugby Rant fans. You know, um, we have a great second topic here. We're, we're, we're almost into the point where we're, we're coming on that MLR season, right? We're talking about, I think, uh, players report at the end of November. Uh, December is Kitmas. And you know what we have right now, everybody? We got some player signings. So uh, our second topic here is going to be player signings. And you know, we've had a couple of South African internationals be signed. We've had a couple of trades. We have a whole bun- bunch of rumors. We have a couple guys that who are no longer with their current teams. We have Dallas coming in and doing, you know, some, some crazy stuff uh, with the Jackals. Um, so it's good. This is going to be a great topic and I'm very excited. Rob, what do you got to say? So what's interesting is, you know, we were talking about this topic and, 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 you know, using this one today. And quite frankly, I'm like, eh, meh. And then I started doing some research and, and looking back, and it's almost like the signings are a little bit covert. Like they've been really, really subdued. And when you look at them on the whole, as I started making a list, I was kind of like, huh, nothing that really is like a Ma'anonu or anybody like that or a Rob Shaw that just punches you in the mouth and you go, oh, that's incredible. It sets them far and away. But there's been these little trickles that have been good. So I'm just going to rip through some of these. Like OGDC Junior Sa'u, um, I mean, he's an all-black Samoan. That's a huge signing for them. It, it replaces a need because um, um, uh, they're number seven um, Ah, uh, from their Aussie number seven is out because he went to Oxford. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Mongo Mason. Yeah. Mongo Mason. Yes. Thank you. Sorry. Yes. I, and I apologize to Mongo. Um, uh, but, you know, Danny Barrett, that's probably one of the big ones. Interest to see what he's going to do in the 15s game. Sam Windsor is going, of course, to Rooney. I'm sure Parazzini will talk about that one. Um, here's one I like. Not for anything else except a cool nickname for Dallin Stanford to announce. Charlie McKilla Gorilla. Okay, uh, for the Dallas Jackals. That'll be interesting to see how he handles that one. Uh, honestly, I like Seattle signed two South Africans, uh, Juan uh, Mostert and um, uh, Creel, Jesse Creel's brother, actually. Both young guys. 
Um, you know, fairly young guys, 21 and 27 respectively, but they're signed through 2024. So that's interesting. Um, I like to see Tellus back at Dallas. That was interesting because he's kind of from the Houston area. So it was interesting to see him go back to Dallas. Um, and then here's one, of course, Carlos Spencer being signed by Nola as an assistant coach. The guy's a freaking magician. They have lacked a back line, <clears throat> tens of talent in the back line, but they just haven't been able to make it click. Mm-hmm. That's the big question for me. Can he work his magic as a coach and bring that back line together? I think the critical piece is who's going to play 10, mm-hmm. right? A couple guys mm-hmm. coming back from injury, um, and then if, uh, uh, and that includes Coleman. Um, or do they bring somebody in that can be that pivot man? Yeah, definitely. You know, I think um, it's – Man, it, you talk about the sneakiness of some of these signings and things like that. And there's some rumors on some people, you know, what they're doing, um, you know, as far as are they back? Are they, you know, retired? What are they doing? How's their, their schedule going to work on things? And I think the MLR is a little bit of a cluster when it comes to signings and, and goings on. And I don't think Americans are used to that. You know what I mean? You know, NFL, NHL, uh, NFL, NHL, MLB, NBA have strict deadlines and they follow those deadlines based upon their, their um, players association rules for their, their union contracts. And obviously MLR doesn't have that. So I think it's a little willy nilly. Um, I do think it's interesting. I think uh, one guy I wanted to talk about, um, real quick, um, is, is a guy leaving, you know, Sebastian de Chavez leaving to go Gronies to go to the Wasp, you know, and he had a, a big career in the Prem and then to go play, I think he had 12 appearances for the go Gronies <laughs> in 2021. And then the, and the Wasp, Wasp picked him up to play. Um, I find that interesting. You have a bunch of guys who, who went to the Prem or went to, you know, top league or pro 14. Um, and, and I'll talk about them later. And I just, I find it interesting, not just the signings, but some of these guys coming, playing in the NFL, uh, NFL, playing in the MLR, doing well, and then going back to a, a higher league to play and get some playing time is always interesting. But Mike, what about, what about the signings? What do you think? You just stole my topic right there. So talk about, you know, oh! the signings right now. It's not as much about the signings as as much as you know who the, where these guys are leaving and going to. Um, I was going to say, you know, you know, Nola getting, you know, uh, King Carlos Spencer over there, a great, you know, uh, assistant coach signing. You know, Houston's getting, you know, Willie Britz and Danny Barrett. That's that's great. You know, and they have been trickled. Like, these signings have been like trickles, and like I'm, you know, I'm wanting just, I just want more. You know, there hasn't been a whole lot of, you know, talk about Rooney. I'm, you know, I'm, you're just clamoring for any and all information. And part of that too is, you know. MLR being a new league, most of these guys are signed to like one year, two year contracts. And so it's, it's very, very short term. You know, you're starting to see three and four year contracts coming out. I think Seattle's got a bunch of guys that are now they signed this year. They're on three year contracts. So this is like, you know, you, you look forward to this time because you, you want to know what your team is looking like because it, it's built so short term. But I think the biggest thing to say out of like this, uh, this off season is where is everybody going to, you know, um, We've seen, you know, success throughout this league, and there are a lot of great players. And a lot of these guys, like you mentioned before, they're moving abroad. You know, you've got guys that are going to play uh, for Fiji or Fiji and Drua. You got guys that are going off to play in South Africa, you know, Australia, uh, you know, back to Europe as well. So, this, as much as this, this kind of sucks because you know we're losing talent to these leagues, but it's great that these guys are going, but it also shows that, you know, there is real talent and the MLR 
does attract real talent to come and play here. And maybe this is, you know, a starting point for a lot of guys. Maybe, you know, a 17, 18, 19-year-old, you know, rugby player says, hey, maybe I cut my teeth in, you know, the MLR, you know, go off to play somewhere else in a better league. And then, you know, he comes back at the end of his career and pulls, you know, a Foden or a Rob Shaw. That's, I think, you know, maybe that's what happens. And hopefully USA players stay for their entire career at MLR. So that's that's what I'm hoping to see. And that's what I think is happening. Absolutely. You know, I'm sorry for kind of taking your topic there up front. No I should have should have cleared it with you first. But I mean, you do have guys like Sam Tuaka going to to Drua, Fiji, uh, Fiji and Drua. But I do believe, if, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong out there in, in in the internet. I think they they are they can be back for MLR at a certain point. Um, so we have to we have to check what that crossover is. Um, I do think uh, um, you're right. We have a lot of Stephen Longwell, right, going to Jersey Reds. Um, uh, so send Robertson uh, going to France. Robinson going to France. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Uh, Robbie Petzer going back uh, to South Africa. Yep. Um, Dan Hollins had going to France. You know, you have a lot of guys mm-hmm. going to France, and I think you're going to see guys go back to France. Uh, Zach Tuolafu, same because France, Sam the Wuching. French clubs, Sam Wuching, because France has yeah. the money in the clubs, even if it's their mm-hmm. D two clubs, they do actually have a really yeah. good salary to try and get these guys to go up to their top teams. Right. So th- that's the draw in France. So I think that's why you see a lot of movement in France. You know, I, and I think that's why you're seeing a lot of Americans cut their teeth in the MLR for a couple of years and then move to France as they get better. Right. Yeah. Because they want to make their money. And eventually I think you will see them come back. And to be uh, fair, that's no different than any professional league too. A lot of these correct, guys, correct. after they get their, you know, their caps in, they move to France because that's where the money is. Cause they, in France, they prefer to put their money into the players rather than, all the other extravagant things that are, you know, needed to run a club. Absolutely. Absolutely. Daryl, what do you have to say? I think if I had to pick a winner right now uh, of all the moves, uh, I would, I would go with Houston Sabercats because to me, they're been, they're building a winning culture. Let's face it. They've had a losing culture for four years. Um, I think Sam's departure is, is, uh, is great for him. Um, uh, I think it gives a fresh face to Houston. Uh, Willie, Willie, Willie Brits, Brits, um, Danny Barrett, who we just talked about on the show. You guys had him on a couple weeks ago. Um, and I actually posed the question to him and now the answer we know is yes and yes. (laughs) And, uh, I I like what Houston's doing and I I think they're building a winning culture and I think it's going to be a really exciting team to watch. Um, uh, we haven't mentioned it, but Sam Malcolm sa- signed with Toronto here a few weeks ago. And mm-hmm. quite frankly, I don't think they were the same team without Sam Malcolm. I think he's out right. on the fly off. And I think he's, um, you know, he's, he's spent enough time in the Bunnings NPC. And I think he's he's in good shape. And I think he's going to add a lot to, to Toronto. And then um, Evan Minturn coming into Rugby ATL, I think will be great. He's going to be a backup to Jason Dam, who I think is supposed to have ACL surgery. Or, if I he think he, or did he have I think he. I think he had. I think he, he had, had it in July. Yeah. But he's on a rehab stint. Gotcha. And the rumor mill is that Chance Wingluski is going to move to a different MLR team, but I don't know if that's a strategy or if that's truth. I don't know because nobody's picked him up yet, so I'm not sure what's going on there. I hope it's just a rumor. I hate to lose him. Um, and uh, yeah, and then yeah, Nola. I mean, like you said, Rob, if they, you know, if he can turn that back line into give it the, you know. If they get live up to their potential, they're going to be awesome. They're going to be really dangerous. So that's my take. 
Yeah, you know, you're you're talking about it's funny you're talking about guys, and I think the other thing that you know we talk about Danny Barrett. You also have Harley Wheeler, USA yep. Sevens player. Mm. Um, it was fun to see him come back to the league. Yeah, I thought he showed you know, some real promise when he was in the first year with ATL. And Christian Dyer was signed with Rooney last year and opted to go and try his hand to get into the Olympics. And now we see him on the Eagles 15 side. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing what I know, I know he's been taking meetings and, in, 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 you know, going to different MLR cities. Not that he, you know, I don't know if I don't have any inside information whether he's, whether he's taking meetings with MLR teams. But I, I know he's been going to different cities that happen to have MLR teams. So I'm wondering if he's looking to get back in the 15 side and, and sign with a, <laughs> with a team, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's a coincidence. I'm not sure. But I think you're seeing a lot of these sevens players realize, one, you know, maybe it's time for them to move on from the sevens national team. You're not in the Olympic cycle anymore. You know, rugby World Cup is a couple years away for them, I believe. Give so it's an opportunity to develop some new sevens mm-hmm. players. Yeah, exactly. Develop new yeah. sevens players. Know that I can still get paid to play rugby in the MLR because I do have the skill and I can compete. You know, so I, I, I do think it's logical for some of those guys to move over. Um, and I'm glad to see him. I can't wait to watch him play. Um, you know, um, we for, Holden Younger released, right? That was an interesting release by by NOLA. Kyle Bailey, another release. You wonder where they're going to end up. And you were talking mm-hmm. about Chance. It seems funny that Chance Wengluski is his status is up in the air with ATL. Evan Minturn gets traded to ATL, and ATL comes out with a statement that says, "Yeah, this is part of a broader trade," but then doesn't give you the details of that trade. You know, so I mean, is it is it are they trying to say Chance is going to Rooney without saying Chance is going to Rooney? I mean, well, you you and Mike, I'm sure know this, but Chance uh, was on loan from ATL when he first came out. Yeah, in 2019, yeah, as a injury cover for Patty Ryan. Yeah, uh, Chance was up there for – I got to hang out with him for a little bit. You know, I'm sorry, but you you guys all forgot about the biggest signing across the league, so I'm surprised that you didn't see this one. Um, Archie the Raccoon – yeah. The new Houston Arrows mascot. Yeah. I mean, how did we miss this one, guys? This is a uh, this is big. It adds a seventh furry mascot to the to the list. <laughs> Listen, I I'm all for the mascots because let's be honest, if you don't have a good um, product uh, in your stadium at home matches for the kids. How are you growing? How are you growing the fan base and how are you growing youth rugby? And there's a lot of people who tell me I'm wrong. And honestly, they're full of shit, man. Let's be it. Yeah, they're full of shit. And here's why. Who do you send out when you send a couple of players out to do some kind of youth camp with 12, 13, 14 year olds? You send the mascot with them. Why? Because that eight or nine year old kid that's sitting there you know, eating some gu- uh, jujubes or gummy bears is watching his brother and getting bored. And then the, you know, Ricky, the raccoon trots out and they're like, Oh, this is freaking great. You know? So how, how do you get him into the sport, man? It's a pathway to get him I, into rugby. I got to say, sometimes Rob says, say his, his vernacular dates himself. What fucking nine-year-old right now do you know that eats jujubes? <laughs> you know where that's from, right? It's from the old Eddie Murphy skit. Remember the jujubes? Yeah. I know. In the theater? Hey. Yeah, from 1987. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I'm with you, Rob. I'm with you. The all, yeah, the all leather thing. Yeah, exactly. Juju Bees. Uh, was he in junior <laughs> mix too? I knew what you meant. No, but I think, no, but you're right. And and I'm glad you guys agree with me. You know, it's not always about, and, and this is another debate we can go into about the long pants thing. Who gives a shit? Right? Who cares about the mascot? You're a friggin' goddamn adult. If you're an adult that has a problem with the mascot for your team, you shouldn't be rooting for your team because it doesn't matter. 
It really doesn't matter. It's not for you. It's for the kids. It's trying to make the people show up to the stadium and have a nice family day of rugby. Rugby tainment. Exactly. Rugby tainment. Ah, man. Daryl, did you go yet? Yes. I went so far off topic that wow. I couldn't remember if I gave you your two minutes because I was so, I'm so. I just, I just can't believe people are so angry about frigging mascots. Like, <laughs> out of all the stuff you can complain about, you know, the selection you don't like on the field, uh, you know, the pitch. Everybody complains about the pitch and oh, all the lines. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's an artificial pitch. You're really going to complain about the mascot? It just blows my mind. Well, Sorry, guys. This goes in the same frame of you know team names too. With you know Giltini and Gilgroni, people till the day they die are going to fight about those team names. Yeah, yeah. and so Guess now Giltini. Yeah, most, mascot's just another for, you know another part of it. And most likely, Giltini's won a championship before your team did, so you, you should shut the hell up. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Regardless of of whether just how you decided they've won it, they still won it. So that's, right. you that's know. a certainty, unless you're Seattle. Yeah. So you know, what I mean, so I just find it crazy when people complain about that. Anyway, but, but yeah, yeah, I, I think, think there's there's been you know there's also rumors Ma'ananu might be coming back. Who you know there's rumors that Ben Foden may have retired. He is doing that ice dancing with the stars thing. But I do know that ice dancing with the stars thing I think ends in late February. You know, so what is you don't think Ben can come back and and play the rest of the MLR season for Rooney? You know, plus he's gonna be in that that prime skating shape. So, yeah, that's know, what I'm saying. He's, like, gonna, he's gonna be peak physical be, fitness. Dude, that'll that's some that's great fitness, man. I mean, oh yeah, I, develop a core absolutely. from from ice dancing. Well, I mean, we've all seen I, Ben with his shirt joke. off. I mean, yeah. that's not the that's not a. Let's be honest, we've all seen Ben with his shirt off. So I don't think he needs to develop his core. It's already there. We've seen it. You know, all oiled up and lathered. Maintain. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I do think, you know, it's, it's not beyond the realm, realm of possibility of him to come back if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Now, if he doesn't want to, Hey, he's had a great career. He had a great career with Rooney. He had an absolutely played outstanding this season, yep. you know, and if he wants to retire and hang up the boots, man, he's hey, earned the right to do it. Before we go away, let me throw this at you. The one we did not talk about. And again, it's maybe because it's not an on-field signing. And this is a serious one. Brian Ashton, former England coach, mm-hmm. was named as a rugby consultant for Dallas. Yep. Is this, I mean, we've seen this come and go. Uh, you know, um, Eddie Jones was going to be a consultant for San Diego Legion. How'd that work out for him? Is there, is there real value here other than the marketing piece? Well, I think I, in, in my opinion, if you want to hear the, my rant on this, my quick rant, Eddie Jones was the consultant and then San Diego got screwed by COVID, you know? Right. So if you can't call a home, you know, your home pitch and you're scrambling the first day as, and then we all know what the first match was like against Rooney. And we all know now the public details of them trying to scramble because they had three fields and all three, two days before got taken out from underneath them. And then, yeah. Playing at Chula Vista and Chula Vista wouldn't let him let him have fans, and then trying to go back to Torero and then it didn't work, and going to Vegas because that seemed to be the only option at that point. I don't think anything could have fixed that. You know, I don't think anything could have fixed their season because they were trying to just feel the team on an actual field, and that's not their fault, and it's not Eddie Jones's well, fault. So I feel like if you got the field down and, and you weren't in those conditions, maybe he does make an impact. I don't think we would ever know. I don't know. Yeah. I think part of that too is, yeah, as you, how many games did they play without fans too? Yeah. And like, as much as people said, you know, 
like, oh, it, fans don't, you know, fans don't make games. There's a big difference between playing a game in an empty stadium. There, there is, you know, playing a game in a full stadium or even playing a game out in a field somewhere because you can't get a stadium. Um, who, yeah, who knows what if Eddie Jones or if Eddie Jones style was even you know, worked well with San Diego. Yeah, and I, yeah. You know, I, I guess I'll be interested to find out how they employ him. I mean, does, does somebody like that just pop in and pop out, or is it somebody consistently that's involved in some of the day to day, you know, strategic on the field strategic discussions and personnel adjustments and things like that, or is that, you know, uh, somebody that just kind of uh, helps support a new franchise and a new coach with some of their structural and organizational mm-hmm. um, components. I, I just don't know. It remains to be seen, but I thought it was an interesting signing nonetheless. Yeah. And, and I'm wondering, um, uh, uh, release a player who's out at Seattle, Andrew uh, Durutalo, you know, he's going to Cambridge to play at the varsity. And I believe he might be available to play on an MLR team. So I wonder if a guy like him comes back. I know he's up there in age. Um, but you know he get goes to Cambridge, finishes out the academic year, plays in the varsity, and comes back for the tail end of a of an MLR season again. You know it's kind of fun trying to speculate and talk about all these guys and what they're trying to do. I mean, playing in the varsity is one of the pinnacles of what you could do in your rugby career. And you know, in our interviews with Nick Savetta, um, you know he didn't get the chance to do it unfortunately um, because his time with Oxford was during COVID, but that was the point, you know, he was going there to get, you know, to finish his education and play in the varsity because there it's, it's a historic match and a lot of guys, you know, playing it, you know, and, and big names playing. I mean, think about it. Um, Duratalo is my age, 34 going back to school just to play in the varsity. You know, that says something go and not, you know, from born in New York, Living in Fiji, living in 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 uh, Seattle, you know, playing with the Seawolves, and then saying I'm going to pack up, go to school at Cambridge, and play in the varsity at 34. You know, so it's it's a big deal. So you know, I wonder where some of these guys are going to end up. I wonder when we're going to have a more flurry of signings. Um, now it's time to have a winner, man. Whew. So it's tough because I do think Daryl has an edge from the first topic. I think his fan perspective really, you know. It was something that you guys didn't have. Rob in the first in the first topic really you know had had New Zealand on lock about about you know who he thought was going to play and why you should be excited to watch the New Zealand team and not have this hate about this B side C side D side crap. Mike coming in with the perspective and unfortunately I blew it up for him and I apologize that again of people leaving the MLR and not necessarily the signings and and the fact that they were going to play uh, in places that are elevated in, in, in rugby uh, than the MLR was interesting, man. But was his first, was his first leg strong enough is the question. Shoot. It's really friggin' hard. You know, I, I, I won't take a chapter out of our buddy Ty's book and name myself. the winner Cause that's just, just, name yourself. <laughs> but I think I'm going to go with my boy, the grand poobah, Mike Parazzini. Mike, you are the winner of today's. Oh. Rant. Um, I, I, I do think first, this Mike, this is my first. Oh, first. I got, I got a trophy right here. You got the trophy. <laughs> I got a, I got the I, cup. Is that a, I is do that think... a flower vase? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I keep flowers. Okay. It, it makes me happy while I work. <laughs> yes, exactly. Bro- broadens up his spirits and everything. I think Mike coming in really strong in the second part of this rant about not necessarily talking about the signings, but talking about why it's important that these guys are moving on from the MLR and mm-hmm. to these contracts mm-hmm. is very important and something that maybe the average fan of the MLR doesn't 
know or doesn't understand, you know, because they're always looking at the signings and th- there's been big splashy signings. You know, a lot of South Africans, as, as me and Rob know, Ty, like every time a South African talks about an MLR team, he's like, ah, oh, you know, his eyes light up. But I do think on the opposite side, people leaving and where they're going uh, is, has a big impact on the MLR. And, and for other guys to say, wow, these guys play the MLR and then got a bigger contract somewhere else. And that's OK. That's where we're at. You know, and, and we can accept that. Um, so, whew, man, I think this is a great rant. We had two great topics. I can't wait for next week. Um, you know, we have the All Blacks match, so I'm sure we're going to have a breakdown of that match uh, next week. And, uh, man, I, I, I go online. Uh, we'll put up a poll in the fan zone to talk, figure out a second topic for next week. Uh, maybe we'll have Mike back on. Uh, since he's going to the match, I want we'll want to hear a first person account. No, I'm serious, Mike. If you're available, yeah. man, yeah. Um, I might possibly we'd love be to available. Have you. Yeah, and, we'd and love if, to have you. If anybody out there want to put wants to put their hand up and be on the rugby rant, come join us. Uh, it's always fun to get uh, a fresh perspective, a new perspective. That's you know, D- Daryl's back for a second time, and it's mm-hmm. been great. He's been a yeah. joy to have on these uh, two times, and 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 we know we can. Um, anytime we need him, he's he's probably going to put his hand up and and join us. So it's, absolutely, it's have some new blood. Great. And and also, guys, please uh, find us on Apple iTunes. These extended episodes uh, drop on Thursdays on our Facebook page and our YouTube page. Um, you can check us out on TRN Friday mornings. You can also listen to us anywhere you get uh, podcasts, uh, Apple iTunes podcast, uh, Spotify, Amazon podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe to our iTunes, to our Spotify to our YouTube page guys, when you, when you rate review and subscribe, you push us up in the rankings. It helps get our voice out there. And we're trying to create rugby fans, uh, one fan at a time through this show. Um, guys, thank you so much for being on. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I'm Scott, the big guy Ferrara. That's Rob, the hammer Hammerschmidt for Daryl McCormick, Mike Parazzini and our buddy Ty, who couldn't be here tonight. Thank you guys for watching and we'll see you all at the next. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, 
Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.